Hello everybody, welcome back. Daf HaShavua Yuvamis. We're up to Daf Kuf Chof. We're beginning on Daf Kuf Yud Tesem Beis on the bottom. Four lines from the bottom. So we just said Reb Elazar Shita. Reb Elazar Eimer Ha'el Hotul Yuvamin Hotul Chal Adam. That means that even though each one <coughs> was made on their own husband and they're only Neman for their own husband and you can't accept their Edis in order to be Matir, um, their Tzara or their Yuvama, uh, but he, Allah says, once they got married, I'll pee their own testimony. So then it's considered a fact, and uh, they're mutal chaladam. So the Gemara is going to say that, that what exactly is it that their blazer means when he says that? Boy, Rabba, my time, their blazer. What's Pshat Nerblazer? Mishum de Kasaba Tsar, Midl Chaverta. Maybe the Pshat Nerblazer is simply that a Tsar could be made Chaverta. These two Yvamas, they could uh, be made for each other. Aidoma, Mishum, the He, Loi Mikakala, Nafsha, or maybe the reason is that since she actually got married, Api, her own Edus, so then we are going to say, well, she doesn't, uh, not going to ruin her own life. Um, and since she's not going to ruin her own life, therefore we can use it for her tsar. That's so therefore it's, it's uh, obviously the second shot fits a little bit better into what Rebel Yezer said that which sounds like because they got married. But the first shot also, it just means he's saying a general concept that uh, hey, if we're going to believe them, we believe them. And if we believe them for the Yvaman, then we believe them for everybody and therefore for each other as well. So, what's the Nafkimina between these two pshatim? Can you allow a tsara to be get married based on the testimony before the, the, the tsara that was made on her behalf uh, actually acted on her testimony? So, if a tsara could be made, the chavar, he just holds it simply, we believe a tsara, even if she didn't excuse me, get married based on her own testimony, um, you can... You can accept her testimony, um, and and let the other one get married. Um, I, I but It's only because the testimony is relevant for herself, and she is going. It wouldn't ruin her own life to uh, lie about her tzara. So in uh, if she then acts on her own testimony and gets married herself, then you can allow the tzara to get married. But if she doesn't get married, then you can't marry off her tzara. Well, as I said, this language, right? Since then, we became mutter to Yivam and then mutter for everybody. If you say the Pshat is because she doesn't nakakal herself and that's why she's getting married, that's why when she gets married, you allow the other one to get married. That's what it sounds like the Mishnah is saying, that only once they get married. Well, do we then allow them to marry anybody they want? But if the reason is because the tsar could just simply testify on behalf of her friend, then even if she didn't get married, so why is Rebbe only saying his halacha in a case where they got married? It sounds like Shana Rebbe is only because once you get married, she won't ruin her own life, that's why we believe her. He's just addressing the Rabbanan. Lididi, he says, my own opinion is that Sarah Midl Chaverta, and therefore, even if she didn't get married, she can get, you, you can use her testimony and allow the other one to get married. But according to you, I know you don't trust the Tzara, but at least believe me, at, at least, um, be mighty to me, that where she got married, 
um, you'll you'll let her get married. Misham the he because she won't ruin her own life. Rabbana no Thomas Nafshi and Plishtim Hudikavda she is fine ruining her own life as long as she can ruin the life of the person that she hates, and that is uh, why we don't believe her even if she got married. Tashma. A woman that went with her husband to Medina Siyama. She came and said, She can get married. But Sarasa Asura, her Tzara remains Asura. You can't be mad to her Tzara based on her testimony. And her Tzara is also Mutter. So it sounds like the testimony alone is enough to be mad to the Tzara. She doesn't actually have to get married. So she was Mutter and she got married. Now, for example, another question. Maybe in that case, we should be chayshish that uh, the reason why she's getting married is not because she's relying on her own testimony, because she happens to have gotten divorced in Medina Siyam. She's only saying he died to, to ruin her Tsar's life, because for her it makes no difference. She's divorced anyway. Right. If she were to get married to Yisrael, we would not be able to prove anything from the fact she got married, and we wouldn't allow the Tsar to get married. She married a kind. So if uh, her husband shows up, we're going to know that she must have either she has to have gotten divorced, even though there is a divorce, and then she'll still be ushered to her new husband. So therefore, we can go back to Abla's as far that she won't ruin her own life just to ruin her her tsara's life. Dr. Mishnah, it can only be made on a face. With uh, the with if, as long as it has, still has the nose. Even though shemanim, other other shemanim that you quote that you found on the body or on his uh, clothing, those aren't good enough. You can only be made if you actually saw the face, and at least with the nose. It can be made unless you saw him die. Even if you saw him cut, with salov or uh, strung strung up, um, or you saw a chai eating him. You can't, you can't, you can't testimony. You can only be made within three days of death. Afterwards, these things change. It could be even less than that. Not everybody's the same. Not every place is the same. Not all times are the same. So sometimes it goes quicker. Pasha uh, seems like he may be machmer. The Gemara is going to have a shadow whether he's coming to be machmer or coming to be mekel, like giving you more time. If it just has a forehead, but not any part of the face, parts of it has parts of the face, it features, it doesn't have the forehead, both with the nose. You can recognize based only on the face, you can't recognize a person based on any other simonim in the body. And he didn't want them to... Um, to chase him. So Isaac Kira he brought some wax, Davak Bebliaisa and Davak Bapuse. He he found some some shmatas and he stuck it to his forehead. He walked past them, they didn't recognize him and therefore they didn't beat him up. Remember the Simanam of Daraisa, we can't rely on Simanam must be Simanam or not a Daraisa proof. We finally get, and it's tied to his wallet, to his, his bag, or to a ring, or to is between his kalim, even as mamruba, it's a kasher get. So you see, for Daraisa, you could rely on a simon. You can't testify based on a wart, that's another simon you're giving that this is the right person, or Blazabin of Ayam Ramidin. You could testify on a wart, so my love, and therefore a wart. 
board is just a simonin, and it works. And Marisav is one of the rabbanon, and if you can't testify based on a on a word, Amar Rav the Kuli Amos one of the rice. Everybody holds one of the rice. So Hacha b'Shuma Matsuya b'Begila Kavufligi here. The issue is that sometimes the shuma that one person has can be uh, the exact same thing in his bengilai, uh, which is a person that was born at the same time and the same moment as him. So maybe that's what you're, lo- you're looking at the wrong person. It happens in the bengilai. We're talking about a shuma. That um that that tends to change. Does it tend to change after after misa or not? can change after death. Or won't change after death. So you can't. That's the question whether you can use it as proof. Or maybe everybody holds him on the rabbanon. We just turn the page. Simon Muvik. We're arguing with Simon Shem Muvik. Marisav is a muvik. It's a it's an extra clear simon, and even if you also want to draw on a summon muvik, an extra clear simon you can utilize. Marisav is a simon and a lav sim muvik. It's not a simon muvik. It's a simon, but it's not a simon muvik. Well, hachlish the damer rabba summon of the raisa. If summon are the raisa, how the hakatani have a bishesh summon of gufa bikelav? It says even though there are summon and gufa bikelav, we don't rely on them. Why not? I summon them are the raisa. Same way I said because they're really not even not even shvachasimah. They're very shvachasimah. Gufa just means the archagoyt. It said he's tall, he's short. Kelav the chashin l'sheila. He might have borrowed it. If you are worried that you borrowed Kalim, how are you allowed to give back a Khamar when you give Simonim on a saddle? Why maybe they borrowed it? So the Gemara says, You don't borrow a saddle, the mask of the Khamar scratches the Khamar. Well, where is that the Khamar? And why can you give it back uh, get whether it's tied to the wallet arniki or uh, tabas maybe they borrowed it so Gemara says no tabas you don't lend out people use it to uh, to forge your signature kiss it's like bad luck people don't lend it out or um, really, but they, they even didn't even identify the Kalem well, they just said it was red or white, and that's obviously not a good enough semen. It sounds like that he's possible, even if he's cut up, he could still live. A person is not metame until he dies. Even though he's cut up, even though he's about to die. So it sounds like from that Mishnah, in all this, that's really metame. He's not metame, but clearly he's not going to live. Otherwise, what, what are you trying to say? Obviously, he's not going to be metame. He's not going to die. You can you can you can testify on someone who's cut up. You just can't testify on someone who's strung up. Even on someone who's cut up, you can't testify because he may live. How? You can burn the wound. You can cauterize the wound, and he may be able to live. How could you say it's There's an Asher story that someone was uh, lowered into the ocean. Uh, they're trying to kill him. Also, when they pulled out the, the the body, all that came out was uh, his foot. If the foot came out from the Akuvulumaila, that means that he even if all he did was lose his foot, but clearly he lost enough to kill him. She can get married. Then Latinasa she can't get married. So Ayla Khaira, even with Merkuvalo Maila, it's just uh Maguyid. So how do you know he died? So Shani Mai the Marzi Maka. Now here everybody agrees because if you're in the water, water ruins the Maka and it prevents it from heating, uh, from healing at all. 
I saw this Taya, the shackles of Sira, the guide of He took a sword and he cut his his camel by a Lenaruse died so quickly that it didn't even finish brain. So you see, Megui does cause death immediately. No. It's it's where are we talking about that getting cut doesn't cause death immediately is when you actually use the hot knife so it as it cut it cauterized the wound that's where um, you can't testify but otherwise you could. That's <coughs> only if it's it's eating a place that like a, a foot or an arm won't cause death. But if it's uh, biting his neck, meeting you could testify. If he was if his throat was cut. He barked and he ran away. Eden, you can still uh, testify that he's dead. And he was Ramaz and he meant to say, Kiss, we get literally right again for my wife. They can write it and give it. So the Gemara says, Yeah, he's alive at that moment, but he most certainly is going to die. So if so, why don't you go into Gaulus when a person, you do that to a person, you cut his neck? If you cut his neck, you don't go to Gaulus by killing a person that way. Apparently, he doesn't kill him. So Gemara says, No, it does kill him, but there could be, then have been another contributive factor that killed him, which was the, or the ear might have killed him. By moving around, he may have killed himself quicker, not directly because of your cut. You cut you cut him in a enclosed environment, a marble house where there's no air, but Parches, he did jump around. You cut him outside, but he didn't move around, so clearly uh, it would have to have been one or the other. Okay, have a uh, good night and a wonderful Shabbos.